0: In order to keep bringing you guys tons of free content, we work with brand partners who you'll hear from in this episode, including an advertisement from Zopa Bank. Welcome back to the Talk20s podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode of us in the studio. Today, I'm joined by the lovely Satira St. Jean, aka Fuller Bus Bestie. In this episode, we're going to be talking about embracing your body, accepting yourself and feeling confident in the skin you are in. On with the show. So hello Satara, welcome Hi. to the Talk 20s Podcast. It's amazing to have you here. Thank Honestly, you. love your content. And we have a friend in common, don't we? The wonderful mm-hmm. Stacy that runs the fashion brand. Fems. you're wearing you're yes, wearing FEMS today. The best. Most of you guys will probably have seen me wear femmes because I literally live in it. Yep. Um, but you've come up to Liverpool <laughs> to see Stacey today, and we were like, let's get Satara on the Talk 20s podcast. Yes. So,
1: so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> and people
0: will notice that you have a bit of an accent. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit more about you, where you're from, and I'll explain why I might go into a Canadian accent in this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm from Canada. I'm yeah. um, a small town in northern Alberta. I grew up, um, I was actually telling Stacey today, I graduated with eight kids. So come from a very, very small town. but had very, very big ambitions to do a lot more. Eight kids more. in class? Eight kids. I was mm. eighth, so really seven. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so very small. There's four girls, four boys, it was like a family. Our whole school knew each other. we all like wow. even my teachers were my volleyball coaches and came to my birthday parties. It was a like strange family that which all got along. yeah it was really great. Um, but yeah, I had a big big ambitions to do much more than staying in my hometown and from a really young age, I had a big entrepreneurial heart just like my dad and I really wanted to follow those dreams and go for it and of course I did like every other normal human being that gets told by their parents to go to school. I went to hair school originally, which I really did love, mm-hmm. um, but it just didn't fulfill the entrepreneur soul that I have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I ended up quitting that and just trying to figure out how to be my own boss and make my own money and kind of have the lifestyle that I have today. Mm-hmm. Very, very blessed to have that, to be able to just travel and make money and and kind of live the life. So decided to go traveling. I met my boyfriend and went traveling and did the whole like travel couple content thing and content creators trying to do that. And COVID happened. Right before COVID happened, I got actually properly bra fitted. I was 21 and I was getting put into a Victoria's Secret 32 Triple D my whole life Mm -hmm. until I was in Australia, Sydney, Australia, and my one bra broke. My one (laughs) strap just snapped off. It was a horrific experience for me (laughs) because I already had a sports bra supporting it. It was just not a good time. I looked up Double D Plus uh, bra stores, had no idea Mm -hmm. what to even look for. didn't even know they existed. Went and got a proper bra fitting. And in that day, I went from a 32 Triple D to a 30 H cup UK size.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Jumping that size, you could tell what the... Being a woman, right? Like how that would make you feel. Mm-hmm. And I dropped to the ground in tears. I was so sad. And so like, it, like I was so sad that I didn't, that so many women, first of all, don't know about this, yeah. but also that I had to live that long, not having a proper size, but I was mm-hmm. also super, super, super happy. A week after that, COVID happened and I ended up moving home and went, okay, I need to figure out how to share this bra with every single person in the world. Mm-hmm. So I started a YouTube channel, reviewed the one bra, and it kind of just went from there. And mm-hmm. now I have my whole brand as Fuller Bus Bestie because I'm your Fuller Bus Bestie here to teach you about bras and mm-hmm. things.
0: <laughs> it's so true. Like, honestly, I I think unless you go and get yourself fitted properly, mm-hmm. guessing is not the way forward when it comes to bra fittings, no. right? <laughs>
1: No, what, what should we know
0: when it comes to bra fittings? Like, okay. what, what what are the things we need to be looking out for?
1: Yes. Okay. So first of all, I highly, highly recommend for anybody to get properly bra fitted and mm. not at your mainstream stores. Because unfortunately, the mainstream stores were built for, they weren't built for women's comfort. They were built for men's pleasure. So it was very like sexy time. You want to look it in the bedroom, that mm. kind of thing. So it never really started for women to feel comfortable. So I really feel like there's a really huge lack of education in the bra fitting world. And if somebody like myself who goes into a mainstream store, well, if they don't fit into your typical size, they'll just squeeze you into it for a sale, mm-hmm. which is really unfortunate. So the only thing that you could do now is actually get go, go to a bra boutique mm-hmm. that has multiple sizes. You can very easily now find up to a J-Cup Which is fantastic, Mm -hmm. even some K cups, which is great. And they're not uncommon sizes. They just, a lot of women don't know their Mm -hmm. size, right? Um, One thing I will say is if you have discomfort in your bra or you have to think about your bra because it's, you're moving your boobs around, whatever it's like, your bra doesn't fit. If you don't find, if you can't find any sort of bra boutique in your town, there's actually plenty of brands that do online fittings just over Zoom. So you can. You literally just book an online fitting, and because a, a good, proper bra fitter doesn't have to use a measuring tape, they mm-hmm. can they know just by looking at you. So you get on a Zoom call, you put on the size that you already have, right, mm. any bra you already have, and they'll tell you to do specific things, pull bands, pull straps, move around, and mm-hmm. they'll be able to say, okay, you are this size. When I got properly fitted, I, she never used a, a measuring tape. She just looked at me up and down, and came back with a whole different size. I'm like, whoa, it's magic. That's crazy. <laughs> magic. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean... I
0: think a lot of women will be able to relate to the fact of like wearing bras that don't fit and feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I mean probably I'm not wearing the right size because I definitely especially like a strapless bra as well like when I get home the end of the day my favourite thing to do is to take it off and put my pyjamas on I'm like oh my
1: mm-hmm. god like that
0: is the best feeling ever yeah um, and that's but- a good indicator that it doesn't <laughs> oh no, god I'm gonna have to go and get tested aren't I but I do think that mm-hmm. like it's not something that we like ever talked about in school because like mm-hmm. bras can be and boobs can be a bit of like a taboo topic would yeah. you agree
1: mm, absolutely and it is it is really really sad that for a long time the boobs and breasts are they shunned and they get told put away mm-hmm. and honestly it's put a lot of psychological damage on myself personally but I do know a lot of women as well thinking they have to get breast reductions or they have to hide themselves or all these different things because they think their boobs are the problem when mm-hmm. they're really not but that is a huge part of the reason why I started Fuller Bus Bestie in the first place it's like we have them. We shouldn't have to hide ourselves just because we have them being told, like, having a, a low-cut tank top, let's say if I wore the same top mm-hmm. as you right now, you know, I would have a much different reaction from people that you would just mm-hmm. just generally when we're wearing the exact same top. Why, why is there a difference, right? Like, we all have breasts. It's just some are larger, some are smaller. It shouldn't be a weird thing. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be a taboo thing. It should be just normalized Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like we can't have this discussion without talking about how like it's
0: massively sexualized though like so and I know that's a lot of trouble that you've had like creating content online and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like Mm -hmm. obviously we have this whole conversation around Mm -hmm. well it's really tricky because I think for a lot of creators that that post you know content online Mm -hmm. they're often censored they're often like Mm-hmm. You know their posts are re- removed. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's funny, actually? I did a post, like a just like a collaboration with the Northwest Cancer Research the other week, mm-hmm. and it was on my stories, and mm-hmm. I was literally just writing like, check your boobs like it was it was breast cancer awareness. I was saying check your boobs for lumps." Mm-hmm. I was not saying mm-hmm. anything else mm-hmm. apart from like, you know, do your checks, mm-hmm. right. And before I posted it, Instagram came up with a little notification and said to me, this is like sensitive content, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ask you to edit," said, it. and asked me to edit uh-huh. it. So I went back and I changed yeah. boobs to breasts. Check your breasts, which is not something I would say. I would say yeah. boobs. <laughs> Check your breasts. Oh yeah, fine. Posted it, it's but I was talking about cancer.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, it makes absolutely no sense to me, and I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Mm. Um, I had the same issue. I was literally just doing um, posts written post there's no it didn't show anything yeah. it's just a written post for polls to get some analytics and stuff from my followers yeah. same thing boobs it was like this content has been censored lately like do you want to edit it I'm like no thank you move yeah, along yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah it's it is one of those things I feel I feel um, confused but also just like there's a, a fine line between really trying to push your limits and like stand your ground and be the one to like change the censorship thing and also this is my business this is my life if I do end up get taken away then what do I do Mm -hmm. kind of thing because social media is the way that I make money if social media gets taken away from me which it has in the past yeah how do I make my money so it's kind of trying to diversify the platforms and I don't know if you know this but Last year, I had, when I first started Fuller Best Bestie, I grew my TikTok to 400,000 followers. And then just insane. one day I opened the app and it was gone. Just like it said... You, it, you've breached too many community guidelines. We've removed all of your posts and it's gone. Didn't give me a chance to save anything. Forever. Nothing. Just forever gone by a press of a button. And how many contracts that I have with that specific account that now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, shit, what do I do? Yeah. That, yeah, ended up having to kind of switch my platform a little bit. Instagram has been okay. I've gone quite a bit of censorship in like lately, but I think everyone has, even to the point it's getting ridiculous that, I've had brands use my videos for them um, and it'll just be like a movement like this. Like I'm literally just moving side to side so you could see the bra in it's whole like the piece mm-hmm. and it was considered like sexual movement and sensual dancing <laughs> and they the brand itself mm-hmm. got censored because of my com- content and couldn't use it in ads And it's like, it's not like I'm shaking my boots in the camera. (laughs) It's like, I'm just moving side to side so you could see the product. Um, And there's been a lot of creators in in my industry, specifically Fuller Bust, that are much less sensual than I am. Like, I do do like putting sensual content Mm -hmm. out on Instagram, just in the sense that, like, you know, you want to feel cute and you want to feel yourself, whatever. But they're very, like… Uh, a lot more modest, I guess I could say, on their page and their content's being completely censored and taken down. And it's like, at what? How much do you want us to cover ourselves? Like, why should we have to do that? I don't understand. Um, so yeah, talking about this topic is really hard, but you kind of have to push your boundaries because mm-hmm. it's much needed in the industry. And mm-hmm. that's the thing is, if, yeah, if I don't young do it, girls who, will. <laughs> who Young girls who have a fuller bust mm-hmm. will want this content.
0: They will want to know what they should be wearing, Mm -hmm. how they feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. because otherwise they Mm -hmm. land themselves in territories of, Mm -hmm. I want a breast reduction. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you've ever considered or feel comfortable talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when I was 16, I remember coming home to my mom, like in tears and asked, told her, I said, I want to get a breast reduction. I'm Mm -hmm. done. Like I had boobs since I was eight. I was the only one. I have two sisters, older sisters, neither of them have large boobs my mm-hmm. mom has big breasts but she is she was just as educated as I am because she taught me all this stuff right mm-hmm. she was also squished into the triple d until we actually this whole thing started mm-hmm. um but I was the only one in my class There's not very many of us but <laughs> <laughs> I was the only, one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one in my class or my school for um yeah. for that matter that had a really large chest and then also my sisters so Having to go to gym class and being in school and, like, going even school clothes, shopping, like, everything. It mm-hmm. was such a nightmare. Like, I had to wear a bra that spilled out at every angle plus a sports bra over top. And then having to play sports, sometimes I double sports bra because just jumping around, it hurt, mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable. Like, I got stared at. It was, like, it was just a lot for a mm-hmm. little girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then also you want to wear like normal clothes and even like a tank top in the summer. And for like, bless my mom, I know they're just doing that to protect me and, Mm. you know, because they're my mom. But telling me to cover up constantly was one of those things that like, you think, oh, should I? Like, Mm. do I have to? Like, what's wrong with me that I have to kind of cover my body when everybody else can be fine? Mm. Um, So, yeah, I came home on the one day and I went, I'm done, mom. Ike. I want a breast reduction. This is ridiculous. And I'll never forget what she said to me because I'm so, so happy that she did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She sat me down and she said, Okay, so Tara, I totally understand that it's uncomfortable and it might be hard, like finding bras and stuff right now, but your boobs are a huge part of your motherhood and they're a huge part of your sex life. And you're going to want them. And a surgery is very, you know, dangerous. It can be like that you could lose sensation, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. She said, when, when you're 18 years old, you can make whatever decision you want. But while you're still living under my roof and you're still my daughter, I won't let you do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that she said that to me because I would have done it and I wouldn't be where I am today. But mm-hmm. there was still, after all of that and trying to learn... When I it wasn't until I actually started Fuller Bus Bestie that I just like actually worked on my confidence with my body because mm-hmm. I'm like I can't tell people to like wear these bras and feel really good when I actually hated my boobs at one point in my mm-hmm. life like to the point that I would look in the mirror and avoid them completely because I thought they were ugly and why why do we get like trained right that something on us isn't actually beautiful and amazing yeah. you know like all of it is so really trying to like work past those things have now got me to the place that I am and I kind of did a post on this the other day about how your mess is oh, is always going to be somebody else's message and that's like the most mm. important thing if I would have got a breast reduction I would never be in this position doing what I love helping other people find the best bras so mm.
0: A quick ad break from Zopa Bank. See if you could cut your monthly cost by connecting your accounts using the Zopa Bank app. Simply head to the For You page in the app, link your accounts and get personalised insights and tips to see if you could save on your bills or subscriptions. Just search Zopa, that's Z-O-P-A, in your chosen app store and start saving money now. Confidence is something that our audience talk about a lot and Mm -hmm. they say, you know, we're really, really struggling with confidence. Mm. How have you managed to kind of, gain more confidence in your body mm-hmm. in everything
1: that you do for mm-hmm.
0: through what you do.
1: Mm-hmm. So when it first started and I ended up having to, I knew I had to get past this whole thing, mm-hmm. obviously if I was going to be telling people to wear these beautiful bras, I had to show myself in them and love them completely. Mm-hmm. I was working with a body talk therapist for a really long time. So it's basically like a therapy, but it's more energy based versus, um, talk-based therapy. And we did this one big long session. I said, I I know I have still like a lot of body confidence issues. I really want to do this thing. I knew I had this passion to just like talk about breasts and bras and everything. Mm -hmm. As soon as I found out my size, I'm like, this is my life goal is to do this thing. And I need you to help me get past this so I can really step into those shoes. And she made me stand in front of the mirror and tell her as if she was blind what I saw. So we went like step-by-step, step, like head-to-toe, like what I saw in the mirror. We went through all these things. And it was like a two-hour session. I basically, um, there was a point where she said, okay, where is your center? And it should be a glowing light like here. But we had to break through like all these barriers and like actually physically remove all the stuff that was that was going through my body. And it was this crazy magical experience. And at the very end, she said, What is the one thing that is like that you see that you don't want to see in the mirror? And obviously it was my boobs. And I said, it's my breast. And she said, I need you to stare at them for me. like Give them a good long stare until you can stare at them and say, I love you. Mm -hmm. That was like the biggest turning point for me because I've never even, I avoided them for so long to now have to stare at them and say, I love you. Like... It's, it's it was really really difficult, but at that point it broke down. It was one of those things like I actually then felt connected to my body again, mm-hmm. and it's weird to when you're not connected and then you end up feeling your body again. You're like, oh my gosh, I actually have a connection with you, and I love you, and this is great. You don't didn't realize how far you were from that, and at that point is when things really started to change. And every day I looked at them and I said, I love you. And I stared at them in the mirror and I said, I love you. And you just have to start doing it because it's your body forever. This is your only best friend, right? You have to take care of it and you have to love it every day. So Mm -hmm. slowly, it's never going to be instant, but slowly I started to love her again. And actually in my home. Mm -hmm. I love
0: that story. Mm -hmm. I think so many of us can relate to hating a certain part of our body, like Mm -hmm. whether, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, legs, bums, tums, whatever, boobs, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Like, and I think it's a really hard thing to do to kind of accept yourself and kind of say, this is this mm-hmm. is my home, as you just said, like, mm-hmm. this is my body, this is my home. Mm-hmm. One, I'm going to take care of it, but two, I'm going to love it at mm-hmm. the same time because so many of us in our 20s start to get, we'll have hangups from when we were younger. We start yeah. to develop hangups as we kind of grow mm-hmm. and it can be really hard to shift them mm-hmm. and to say, mm-hmm. no, this is part of who I am or just not even just acknowledge that we even have them. Because I think so many kind of go through life and would never even land themselves in the situation where you are because they're just like, oh, I just hate it. They never look in the mirror. They never pay attention. They're always looking Mm -hmm. somewhere else. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're just not actually really focusing on that. And just, yeah, kind of raising, raising the like awareness of like, no, actually I I don't treat myself very well when I look at myself in this way.
1: Definitely. It's so important. And I honestly like, I didn't realize how far I was from connecting to my body. Mm-hmm. And when I came back to it, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. How come it took me that long? So yeah, the biggest advice ever is to do that as young as you possibly can because it is the most beneficial. It, it means that no matter what point you are in your life, you have yourself and that's fine. Like You don't need anybody else because you know you got it because you're connected to your soul. You mm-hmm. actually love being everywhere that you are. Mm-hmm. And it's a magical experience. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Um, you create a lot of empowering content for mm. for women in particular online. Mm. Do you feel like, is your audience mainly female or do you have, I don't really know how to word this, but like <laughs> do we have any males that kind of spend a lot of time on your page for Negative reasons, yes. shall we say? Yes, absolutely. Mm. Me mm-hmm. and
1: stacy were talking a lot about this yeah. today, of course. And I think it's just the nature of the content that I do. Yeah. Unfortunately, there is no going around that. Mm-hmm. Um the biggest thing, because of course I get like the most disturbing comments, I bet you yeah. could possibly imagine. Um steering away from that and just really just focusing on why I'm there is the biggest thing for me. And that I was always so caught up in it when it first started happening. And, you know, like being in a relationship and doing this type of content can be like a fine line when you're first starting and you're like, okay, like, this is weird. Like a lot of men are seeing me in my underwear, like, (laughs) Um, but you end up kind of finding your groove with it. And you're like, I know that whatever they're thinking, whatever they're doing, that's, that's not my business as, as much as we don't want to think about it, you just kind of have to turn that stuff off. Mm-hmm. Just go and continue the mission because truly, I am there for the women. I'm there to help, and hopefully, at one point, maybe people will smarten up a little bit and respect people a little bit more mm-hmm. online. But for now, I can't really do anything. Yeah. So
0: no, it's it's a frustrating mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and and I guess
0: on that topic as well, like. There's, there are kind of platforms where censorship isn't happening, yeah. where, you know, you're able to post whatever you want and mm-hmm. you're able to make money from it too. Woo! Yeah. All for that. Um, what are those being OnlyFans? Have you got any experience of OnlyFans? Have you used the platform at all?
1: Yeah. So when I first started on Instagram and TikTok with Fuller Bus Bestie, I was very much censored a lot at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like finding my ground. You can't, at that point, you couldn't even show nipple through a sheer bra, like nothing at all, right? Mm. Instagram was still kind of like that. I think now you could show most of your nipple. I've seen quite a bit of that, but I'm not really sure on the regulations. Anyways, um, yeah, so I was like, okay, there needs to be a platform where I could show what the bra truly looks like because sometimes pasties kind of makes it a little bit like disformed, kind of, or whatever. So I decided to join OnlyFans and it was just a chaotic mess, if I'm honest. (laughs) It was just a lot of um, high expectations of things I was uncomfortable with. I was mm. not there for what maybe other OnlyFans creators are there for, which each of their own. You do girlfriend, yeah. but that's I just didn't like the expectation of people coming and being like, "Okay, I want this exact thing for a super cheap price," and that's that was not at all what I was there for. Mm. So it was about two months, I want to say made a little money i was like no thank you i'm mm-hmm. good and then about six months later i want to say because i fuller bus Best bestie is going to be mm, what year is it 2020? Uh, still 2023 <laughs> i believe <laughs> <laughs> so uh fuller bus Best bestie will be exactly two years old uh this november okay <laughs> still a baby to be fair i don't, actually i have to look back maybe it's just one year it's gonna be one year old this November. Hang on, you only started in November last year. Yes. Yes. Because I last summer I was in New York for the first time and that's when everything started. Yes, so it'll be one year this November. Wow. All of us. Because wow. you've
0: absolutely taken the world by storm. <laughs> I literally said that's you at when we grab and coffee before I was like yeah,
1: I Really? You've been doing it only that long? Like <laughs> Wow. Yeah, wow. I can't believe that either, to be mm. honest. Um but yeah, only six months after that, um, I ended up having uh, yeah, I'm getting my all oh, my years mixed up, but let's just go with that. Mm. Pretty sure it's a year or two, anyways. Um, six months after that, I got approached by a found co-founder of an app called Sunroom. Her name is Michelle. She emailed me and said, "Hey, I have this new app. It's kind of like OnlyFans, but it's more of like your. It's just a platform where you could get paid for your content. It's uncensored. It's all like censored." By women, so it's not censored for women. Does so that mm-hmm. make sense? Uh, like uh, Instagram and other platforms do, and it's only can be female creators, female non-binary creators, and um, it has a very cool new technology, which is anti-screenshot and anti-screen recording, mm-hmm. which is very very cool. Which I really loved the sound of it, and I was like, okay, that sounds really awesome. This is why I'm thinking, yes, it's been two years in November because it was last October. Okay. That I joined. And I was super, super excited about it. Like, let's figure it out. It's female owned. It was brand new. So I was one of the first creators. Let's go. And it was, I started in October. By May, I had quit my full time job. And I was already making 10K plus a month on the app. And that was just by me posting what I wanted to post on Instagram, but was getting censored by anyways. And all of then those comments that you find in the captions and Everything just goes straight in. You cash in. It's what they want. You figure it out and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's been a godsend for sure. (laughs) It's been amazing. So Mm -hmm. being able to have a platform where I could share like the rawness of what I do and then have the, I guess, more censored platform on Instagram, if that's how the industry has to go because that's where the content creators are being pushed to, then Mm -hmm. so be it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's good that obviously there's a platform that is kind of more run by women because I think for a long time a lot of people make a lot of yeah it's just it's difficult to be in that position I think Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. you know you're putting out content and it's another person that's telling you whether it should be censored or not because Mm -hmm. one of the things I will point out that like Mm -hmm guys definitely post pictures with their, you know, no top on. 100%. Never see them censored for their nipples Mm -hmm, Exactly. So what technology (laughs) is Instagram using that they can go, okay, that's a woman's figure. Mm
1: -hmm, We're mm going to censor
0: that out. Mm -hmm. Like it just. Makes no sense, doesn't doesn't it? Doesn't make any sense to me. So I think it makes sense that creators like yourself are being driven to platforms where you can still post the content that you want, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, it's on your terms.
1: Exactly. That's it. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly why I joined Sunroom and it, It's been amazing, especially because it's still such a small app and it's female founded. Like I've had, if anything, if I had any issue, I could go to them and it was like, okay, let's solve it right away. And that's that. So it's been really, really amazing. But I agree on, I can't believe if, even if Instagram like did censor, you know, like even though Instagram does censor, I still see that it depends on the size and that also makes me so furious mm-hmm. because like I don't I I free the nip all the way like yeah. put it out there absolutely but it's infuriating that like a woman maybe with a uh, smaller breast than myself can post the same thing as I would but I would still be censored because of my size and it's it's the unfairness mm-hmm. also that it's like okay if somebody like you were saying male has the nips out? Why can't it just be a little bit more fat? That's literally all of Rufus yeah. is, is nipple with fat. So it's like, why aren't we just all yeah. an even playing
0: field? Do you think it's a, a societal issue then? Because I think Instagram are probably always going to argue that, like, well, like you know, we can't be showing this kind of content to young people, and we're a platform where. Work- technically anyone could find you. And I guess with OnlyFans and Sunroom and all those kinds of things, people are paying for it. So yeah. it's not going to, you know, children aren't going to be involved and stuff like that. But like totally. at the same time, like I get you on the fairness side of things mm-hmm. because this is this is just your body. Like mm-hmm. this is how you wake up and this is how you walk out your house mm-hmm. every single day. Exactly. Like, that shouldn't be, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be different rules for some and uh, yes. different rules for others. I think
1: there's two things with that. One is that, Either Instagram should, because I think, honestly, Instagram's going to lose quite a few creators, like, in the coming, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's still going to be very, very popular. Um, but they could either, to stop it, put some sort of age restriction where it's like, okay, when you first get on there, prove you're 18 or something, or put, like, some sort of, like, you only push it out to 18-year-olds. Yeah. That kind of step within the platform yeah, yeah, yeah. can solve some sort of the issue if that's what they're concerned about, right? which I should be, definitely. Or the second one is what me and Stacy were talking about today is that a lot of the content that gets censored on my platform only gets flagged after tons and tons of nasty comments. So it's almost like, like I was telling Stacy today, I had a YouTube short on my YouTube for a full year, and it was reviewing a poor-fitting sports bra versus a good-fitting sports bra that stayed on my page, totally fine, was growing naturally until, randomly, it got picked up by a bunch of disgusting and disturbing comments, Mm -hmm. and within a week, it was flagged by sexualized content. So it's like, is it the content or is it the really awful comments that are in the section? But mm-hmm. why aren't the comments censored? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, okay, I could just this all this stuff is for women. Why isn't the super, super nasty comment when I report it being, oh, like it's actually fine. It's all good. Mm-hmm. That's what that's it's like, it's that's t- it's basically saying like
0: not that you are, but, like, you're the problem. Exactly. Which is not the exactly. case. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, It's not mm-hmm.
1: It's not the people commenting, it's you. Yeah. It's like, well, no. if they can just be respectful and know what the, the content is for, yeah. maybe you won't get flagged. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. And Stacey, obviously, she has Femmes, which is all, amazing. which is, I, I love these tops. They're so, so amazing. Good. Um This is just, like, proud friend situation. Yes. <laughs> but, like, they fit really well. But she'll do, so like, well. a, a, like, a, uh like a, Uh, before and after of like Mm -hmm. wearing like a non-fitting top and then the the thing with your and she still gets really no other way to say it pervy comments on that and again it's a brand for women seriously like I don't get it yeah
1: it's crazy it's almost like it's not the content that needs to stop. It's the comments. Yeah. And it's just like how, which is a whole societal issue. If the platform doesn't change that, then Mm -hmm. it's just whatever.
0: Well, I love the message you have about kind of loving your body and body Mm -hmm. confidence and stuff like that. But I'd love to chat to you a little bit more about your twenties, if that's okay. Um, I'd love to chat about any of your biggest adulting disasters or failures. Anything that comes to mind when
1: you think Mm -hmm. of, Oh my gosh, I'm an adult and I completely messed up and something you'd be happy to share. (laughs) So, I was thinking about this a lot um, in the shower this morning. Not really sure what I was going (laughs) to say. Honestly, when… Yeah, it's not really much of a fuck-up. And I'm going to say this because I've always been very, very hard on myself when it comes to being an adult from a really long, like, really young age. Mm -hmm. I never really gave myself the chance to, like, be wild and free and whatever, like… From the time I was 16, I was like, "Yeah, okay, I just, like, I want to be my own boss. I, like, I need to make my own money, whatever. So I was really strict with myself. So I didn't really go through a party phase. I didn't really mm-hmm. do much of that. I maybe had, like, six months of going to the bar and getting wild, and that's kind of mm-hmm. it. Um, what I would say is I wish I knew that everything was going to just work out the way it's supposed to, and then I just slow down because mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things that I regret doing is – being like, okay, this is it. This is the thing that I'm going to do. And I would quit my job being like, I'm in it full time. Like, Mm -hmm. let's go. And then it doesn't work out. And then I'm either like stuck for money or like in this like really crap situation (laughs) where I end up being like crying back to mom and dad being like, I need you to help me pay rent because my business idea didn't work out Mm -hmm. when I could have just know that everything happens for a reason in the right timing. Mm And I can just continue my work and just to fuel that business and fuel that fire kind of thing and pay my rent and do my things until it was the right time for me to really just step in. Because mm. I know all of these lessons that I went through and all of these fuck-ups were all meant to happen for a reason because we all have our mm-hmm. own things that lead us in the right direction. But honestly, I I don't know if I have like a, a massive one besides just never having enough money to feel my big dream. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that's very relatable.
1: I think a lot of us would, be, would say the same, to be honest.
0: Um, the other thing we like to talk about the podcast is the fact that like, no matter how big the creator or the expert or whoever we have sat in your seat right now, mm-hmm. um, no one in their 20s is perfect. That's a really big message that we mm-hmm. want to put out there that mm-hmm. everyone is trying to figure out something Absolutely. for themselves. For you, what's that one thing that you're trying to work on for yourself in your situation at the moment? Hmm.
1: yeah thank you mm. um yeah so i'm I'm really trying to level up my business right now, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of like, you know when you set goals for yourself and your business and you're just like, okay, like this is what I want to do in the next however many years I've kind of am at this point where I've reached all those goals, and I'm really proud of myself for reaching all those goals, mm-hmm. but now it's setting those like extra insanely big goals and like next steps in the business and in life. And it's not like, I guess, trusting the process because I'm now in this like really like great floater kind of living the dream, what you've wanted, achieving your goals situation. But what's next? And I I know that social media is not around forever. And I know that I don't really want to be in social media forever, right? I want to, able to be a mom and do my thing and Mm -hmm. and have something that's more of a uh, passive income that's more generational wealth that kind of thing yeah whereas how do I get to that point now I'm in this point where okay I have the time and the money to invest in that like next generation like Mm -hmm. but what is that and how do I get there um so yeah just really trying to do you feel Put like the you're putting a lot together. of pressure on yourself to find mm-hmm. that that thing? Like, I think I know that it's not one thing; it's multiple. Mm-hmm. But it's starting those multiples while also balancing and and like I've I've learned really early on to celebrate each win and to never chase the dream. Meaning, like, to really. Once Now I've hit this goal, right? And I've mm-hmm. hit these dreams not to then only focus on the next one, but try to like enjoy Be present, being in yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. So really trying to figure out, okay, how do I expand and grow and do the multiple things while also enjoying? So I have started working with a business coach, really trying to kind of get things set into place. Um, but yeah, I guess balancing both of mm-hmm. of not putting too much pressure on myself, but knowing there's pressure because you know, you've, you're there, what's next? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited to see what you do.
0: I'm sure it'll be amazing, whatever path you take. Um, But it's been amazing to have you on the podcast. And I think it's such, it is important content that you're putting out there. You kind Mm -hmm. of, I think one of the things is like for young people, if they can't see themselves online, they Mm -hmm. think they have to cover up even more. And I think what you're Giving them is an opportunity to be like, no, love yourself. Like, you know, you're beautiful the way that you are. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you for all all of the work that you're doing. Um, But we always end the podcast with the same question that we ask every single one of our guests. Mm -hmm. And if you could look back at 20-year-old Satira and just Mm -hmm. give her one piece of advice, what would you want to say to her? Uh,
1: I love this question. Um, I would say... You got this, that like everything that you want to achieve will happen in time. So enjoy the whole process.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Amazing advice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And thank you to our listeners for listening. Before we go, if you're watching this episode on YouTube, please can you like and subscribe and leave us a comment down below. Let us know what you thought of the episode. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow and leave us a five-star review. (laughs) And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave us another five-star review. Leave us a little message. Tell us where you're listening from. Thank you so much for tuning in.